What's up, world? Today is September 27th. Yeah, I'm going to go with September 27th. Year of our Lord, 2019, heading back home after a pretty good day here at the office. Finally, finally have been able to make a firm decision to get all of my work off of my plate, and I'm sticking to it. Been reading, uh, been listening to The Perfect Day Formula by Craig Ballantyne when I'm working out. Been Also have been able to make a firm decision about um, instituting extreme structure in my days. Um, wasn't really able to uh, retroactively make it work today, but this morning I planned out my whole week for next week, my whole schedule, and I'm going to force the world to comply with my schedule starting next week. We finally have hired enough staff that um, we have a little bit of excess capacity now that I'm going to be able to start to hand off my work. Man, I've been waiting. I've been waiting for this time to come for like a long time, a long, long time. And so I've been wussing out. If I'm going to be honest, I've been wussing out on doing it because I've been scared to tell my clients that they got to meet me on my schedule. And I'm still a little bit nervous about it, but I've already made the spiritual emotional, um, whatever decision that if somebody gets mad at me and doesn't want to be a client anymore because I can't meet with them um, other than the time that I've already programmed out to meet with clients, then so be it. I'll lose that client. But I know with this schedule, I'll be able to add three clients for every client that I lose. Um, But the other thing about it is with this schedule, I will be able to better serve my clients. Because one of the things that happens to me so much is I just get caught up and the emails and the phone calls and everybody wants something from me all at the same time. And it's hard for me to just sit down and get a couple of hours of, of um, calm, quiet work in without, without being interrupted. And so from now on, I am going to um, not, not let that ride anymore. I'm going to be super disciplined about upholding my schedule, I hope. I'm going to try. I'm really going to try. And I, I hope it works and I hope I'll be able to make great strides in what I'm trying to accomplish by um, by manning up and 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 putting this uh, putting this structure in place, had some great client meetings today. You know what is so awesome when you meet with clients and they're just happy to be with you, happy with your work, happy that you're in their life, happy that that you're their friend and their confidant. We had one I had one meeting in the morning, which I want to do more of this particular kind of thing. Like this dude, after we met, he wrote me and said, Adam, I want to thank you so much for your time. It was stimulating. I feel like I got, you know, you gave me some great ideas and I know what I want to do. In particular, this guy's a dermatologist, really sweet guy, super smart guy. Um, he wants to do, do something different with his business. He doesn't exactly know what it was. And just friends, man, just as friends, I just asked him to open up. Tell me like, he didn't have to be scared. I'm not going to judge him. Just like, tell me what you really want. Like, what is it that you're looking for, even if you're scared to admit it? And he said, honestly, I just, I don't, I don't want to have to work. I don't want to have to work like an employee. I want, I love my work, but I want to work when I want to work. I said, so you want to just have like a self-managing business? And he said, yeah. I said, well, look, let me tell you what I'm working on it myself. I'm in the very beginning phases of it, but let me tell you what I've seen. What works, what, you know, what what you're probably going to have to do. And we talked it out. And we, we, we were able to dig into the way he makes money and get our head around, like, what, like, realistically, what would he have to do to achieve his goals? And 
seems like we um, had a pretty good plan. Now I don't want to put on airs like I'm the dudes, like I'm the I'm the most qualified dude to be helping people change their business around and become something else because I haven't even dealt with my own business. But I can tell what I've seen. That I can do, and I can walk people through the same types of thinking that I know my most successful clients use, and I'm trying to use it on myself. It's caused me to make a firm decision that I got to stop being a practitioner especially now that I'm paying for all this labor. Like, I might, as, I might as well get some get some value out of this labor other than being able to mark up the time and, and take advantage to, to free myself up from the stuff that's keeping me um, from from achieving my dreams for now. Now i got to have the discipline to just grind it out and work super hard and make sales. But um, but I've, I've taken the first step toward freeing myself up. But this particular guy, um, he's got a, a different set of circumstances. And after we left, he gave me a hug. He said, Adam... Like, I, I see you as one of the only guys I can talk to about this stuff. And I want to tell you just how much I appreciate your time and how much I, you know, like, I hold you in super high regards and I respect you a lot. And I, I just appreciate the fact that we're in each other's lives. And that, dude, that right there, that right there is what it's all about. When you can serve a customer in that way and they tell you how much they actually care about you as a friend and a confidant, that's the best feeling. And then I had to drive about a half an hour out um, to see... To see another client, I was happy because I was able to do all of the other meetings that I had lined up for later in the day. I was able to do them in the commute up, so that that was solid. And um, but when I was out there, I had a great call. I had a great meeting with those guys too. And I'm coming to realize something, which is becoming more and more clear to me. And it's part of the reason why it's so important for me, just for the good of my my life, to stop being a practitioner. Um, I, I realized that when I'm, when I'm out there just as an account, when I'm out meeting with people just as an accountant and there's a group of people out there, um, they, they always, always end up getting treated like a junior partner, which I guess makes sense because they're my clients and I'm serving them, but, um, I don't want to be a junior partner anymore. I, I think I got a lot more to offer than what a junior partner has to offer. And in fact, so this is one thing, you know, um, I was out there meeting with a client and there was also another guy there who's a consultant and I happen to know the consultant and I, I know of him and I'm, I'm, I'm quite familiar with what he has to offer and I heard him giving his, you know, giving his advice and I'm out there as the, as the junior partner and he's barking off orders at me like, hey man, I need you to do this in the future. We want this report, this report, this report, this report and we want this, this, that and the other. And then I hear him giving advice to my client, who I, you know, I introduced him to the client. And actually, he's a great dude, and I, I respect him and love him a lot. And I actually know that guy and really care about him. He's a great guy. He's really smart. But um, I'm not, I'm not that interested in being a junior partner anymore. I actually think I got advice that's more valuable to offer, more valuable that I could offer, that is um, above and beyond what this particular consultant offered. Now I'm wondering if I should even be talking about this. Because maybe someday that guy will, maybe someday that guy will um, will hear this podcast and think I'm a jerk. I hope he doesn't. But I just I'm starting to feel like I'm in a different league than what your accountant would be. I own an accounting business, but I'm a business owner, and uh, I, I think I've gone. I'm st- uh, I'm starting to get the feeling that I have at least earned the right to never really be a junior partner in a room with small business owners. Now, if I'm in a room with like dudes who kill it. The same way my most successful clients kill it, then I am a junior partner. But so, but and that reminds me, you know, I was on a call um, 
even a few days ago, and I was on the call with my most successful client, and he's going there with like an outsourced CFO and like a fractional person who's going to be like a CEO. And I was also on that call, and again, I'm getting junior partner treatment, which it makes sense because I own the bookkeeping firm, and those guys are, um, you know, outsourced CFOs. But those guys are one-man shops. They're they're consultants, and they're just consultants in their own right. But they happened like if we were all working for the same corporation, and uh, there was a hierarchy. Obviously, CFO is higher than uh, staff accountant or bookkeeper, right? So we're in this meeting. Again, I'm getting barked at, but I'm not. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not really looking to get barked at orders because I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a business owner with my own employees, and if I'm hanging out with just like a person who's a consultant who's never built up and run a successful business, now if you're a consultant and you built up your business and you sold it, and now you're just doing consulting, that'd be one thing. But if you're just someone who um, came up through the ranks in like corporate America, or whatever, and you never have owned or run a business, and now you're a one-man shop consultant. God, I, I just, I would hate. It's hard. It's it's becoming harder for me to be like a junior partner in that group, and it happened to me twice this week. So um, that's why. That's that's not why, but that's one of the things that just got me going. Like I can't be in that type of meeting anymore. I'm not willing to be in that position anymore because I got too much to offer the world. All right. Now that's not to say I'm not humble, and. I'm not willing to um, accept and learn from people who are greater than I am because that's a lot of people. I'm not even that good at business compared to. I'm not even that good good at business compared to mo- like most of the business owners out there um, who are over a million dollars in sales, for example. Those guys would be better business people than me, most of them. But <clears throat> um, but people who are just consultants or who own own companies that really don't make that much money, um, I'm not I'm not prepared to be a junior partner with those people anymore just because of the type of company that I own or the fact that I'm out there as more of an account rep. So that might seem petty, but that is actually something that's driving me. That's actually one of my motivations to get my business on track. So personally, I'm not that driven by material things, although I do want to make a bunch of money because it's important to me um, to have a lot of resources to make sure my family lives a great life and that I can build up a great business and that I can have some great experiences. But overall, like I'm not that money driven, but I, I will be driven. I am driven by, um, I am driven by being able to help people. And in this particular case, my advice was better, but it was overshadowed because I was perceived as the junior partner in the room. And I, that, that bothers me, bothers me quite a bit because I, I got a way of communicating with people and I got a way of giving advice that is quite effective and it, it has fallen on deaf ears twice because there was a perception of me being outranked. So I don't want that to happen to me at all anymore and I'm not going to accept that happening and the way out of that is to actually send my junior people to these meetings where somebody could be perceived as junior and I will get with these business owners. Um, they'll be my client but I'll get with them as business owner to business owner on equal terms so that there's no perception of me being um, the junior guy in the room amongst people who I don't consider myself junior to. So, I don't know. That was sort of a long rant on that particular topic. If it was boring, I apologize. But maybe you got something like that in your life where um, you're sitting in meetings or you keep running into this same type of experience or people are treating you a certain way 
and you just it just makes you feel really uncomfortable and it makes you feel like you deserve better. And if you're in that situation, hopefully you are going to take the action that you need to take to get out of that situation. Previously, well, actually, not previously, like my whole life, that this this particular um, type of scenario has played out, you know, probably at least a hundred times in my life, and I've just gritted my teeth and bear it. But now, because of this journey that I'm trying to get on, where I'm trying to transform my business, I'm trying to become a certain type of business owner. I'm no longer willing to accept that lot in life, and I'm going to do something about it and work my way out of it. All right, and, and get out of it. I'm making a choice. I don't need to. I don't need to do that anymore. So that's exciting. It's a little scary too, but I, I feel quite convinced that, come what may, uh, I got the ability to generate. Um, more clients and find more clients who will uh, appreciate and respect us. And another big client that we took on, which is a big law firm, was super happy with some work that we did. So basically three for three on clients being happy with us today. And all of these were bigger clients. So I feel very, um, very good and fortunate about that. A <clears throat> little bit of my personal life, been working out and um, I'm starting to see some results. Only been working out a couple of weeks, but I'm just starting to see my body change. Um, I've been working out one day and then stretching the next day trying to get rid of my dad bod and uh that that's been going pretty well um in my uh in in my personal life i think i'm gonna start reading the bible anybody out there listening to this ever got into reading the bible i just i've read it once um cover to cover and um i I think i read it in the in the wrong in the incorrect state of mind at that time i was feeling i'm not an atheist i i believe in i believe in a creator because it just makes too much sense. Like it's, it's hard for me to believe that stuff as complex as what we find in nature could just spring up through random mutations. It just doesn't, it doesn't exactly click with me. I read this book, Evolution 2.0, by Perry Marshall, which kind of, let's see, supported what I already believed, but gave me some scientific substantiation about what I was already leaning towards. I think of like a cup of coffee. So. Are we supposed to believe that in the universe <clears throat> that a cup of coffee could exist given enough time and given random events that a coffee, um, like coffee beans, could somehow fall off a tree, ferment themselves, somehow get roasted, somehow get grinded, somehow get mixed with boiling water, somehow a cup is formed out of raw materials and coffee somehow shows up in the cup? No, that could never happen. Somebody had a bunch of ideas, and through trial and error and applying intelligence to the natural environment, we end up with a cup of coffee. And so that's, you know, that that's that's my reasoning for how I think a creator must exist, because obviously the entire the entire universe, which is pretty finely tuned, is way more complex than just a cup of coffee, man. Human beings are way more complex than a cup of coffee, but we're, we're supposed to believe that somehow that stuff just appeared by random, um, but, you know, by random occurrences. So it's hard for me to believe that. But anyway, so when I was reading the Bible, I was kind of reading it with like a super rationalistic bent, just reading it and going, well, that can't be true. That can't be true. People never live to be, live to be 900 years old. Adam and Eve, that doesn't make sense. What, like a woman, w- woman was created out of man's rib. Uh, the first man came to life by God was like picking up sand and blowing wind in, and just blowing breath into it. Like that stuff isn't real. So how could, how could this book be of value? That's how I've read the Bible before. But as I'm taking sales training and reading some books on marketing and just kind of getting older too, 
um, I guess I'm, I'm starting to understand that humans learn lessons and humans change their life based on stories. Facts, and this is a big reason why religion continues to be so popular in spite of the fact that it's obviously scientifically not true. <clears throat> um, human beings are moved emotionally through stories and humans act based on stories. Um, like, you might think that you can convince people, and I know this from sales too, you might think you can convince people just based on pure logic, but people aren't convinced based on pure logic. People are convinced, as from my experience, primarily based on emotion. And what stirs emotions more than anything is stories, which is the reason why like novels and movies, etc., um, are so popular, why people love to go see the movies, because stories... Um, hit really important parts of our brain that make us feel a certain way. And then so what happens is, at least in my understanding of it, people are moved and persuaded by stories and then they justify how they feel on logic. So like super religious people are moved to believe based on how you know biblical accounts make them feel. And then what they do is they go about and they look for facts to try to shore up the belief that they already have. We're all, we're all susceptible to this, but <clears throat> since here in the West, um, the, the, the foundation of our of our culture is, is Judeo-Christian beliefs, Judeo-Christian religion and spirituality, um, I want to know what it is that we believe here in the United States. I want to get a better understanding of what it is that people believe and why. And so much of what we believe comes from the Bible. And so I'm really just going to be reading it again um, to get my head around what's in it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually going to be reading the Bible with my wife. We've made a decision to read at least one chapter every night before we get into um, before we get into like watching movies or anything like that. We're going to read the Bible together. So I'm really looking forward to that. <coughs> my kids did something super funny in the morning, but I forgot. I wanted to talk about it on this podcast, but I forgot what it was, so I'm not going to be able to. Um, and so I guess that's going to wrap it up. It was a good week. It was a hard week. Earlier in the week, we got absolutely hammered. I'm glad I was able to finish it off on Friday with with some really positive meetings. And hopefully um, next week with this new structure, I'm going to actually have some time to get on the phone and do some real deal selling. I'm really looking forward to it. I'll let you know how it goes, all right? So that's it. I'm signing off. This is the Business Transformation Podcast, Year of Our Lord, 2019, September 27th. And I'm out. Bye.